Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. And in 2021, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary. If this is your first time with us, welcome. Geek Therapy advocates for the use of popular media in therapeutic, educational, and community practice. We provide education and resources like this podcast so you can better understand the communities you serve and hopefully have fun in the process. My name is Josue Cardona, and on this episode, it's just me, and I'm here to talk about what's been going on with the Geek Therapy trademark. Last time we did this was in May of 2019 on episode 195. It's available on this feed if you want to check it out, but here's a recap. Uh, in early 2019, a psychologist named Anthony Bean announced in our official Facebook group that he was going to publish a book with Geek Therapy in the title. Uh, specifically, a guide to geek therapy. Or, no, no, I'm sorry, the guide to geek therapy, and wanted to recruit additional chapter authors from the group. Bean was never a part of our organization, so we disagreed with this person making money off our brand and apparently writing the guide. So I used a 30-minute legal Zoom consultation to talk to a lawyer, and he asked, does this guy know you personally? Is he aware of your brand? And I said, yeah. We've known each other for years, and he posted in our closed Facebook group that has our name in the title, and he's been a member of the group for years. The lawyer said, yeah, that's theft. Uh, send him a cease and desist letter. So I sent Bean an, an email asking him to remove the phrase geek therapy from the title of his book and attached a cease and desist letter. Uh, to make our lives a little easier for the next time someone tried something like this, we filed to register one of our trademarks with the United States Patent and Trademark Office, or the PTO, stating we've been using the trademark since 2011. In response to our cease and desist, Bean filed to register trademarks for Geek Therapy and Geek Therapist, and in his filing stated he intended to use the trademark at some point in the future. This detail is important because Bean admitted he'd never used it before. By registering, he was also basically saying that no one ever used it before, the way he was going to use it in the future. Uh, we never expected Bean to try something like this. Uh, he submitted the paperwork two days before we did. So the PTO didn't notice identical marks for similar purposes being registered at the same time, and they were all assigned to examining attorneys to continue the process. Beyond that, I haven't shared many details, but that's, that's why we're here. Welcome. Uh, now, a year and a half later, the PTO has not registered any of the marks because Bean opposed our registration, and we opposed his, which initiated multiple litigations. These are Real federal court proceedings, just a little strange because it's the PTO. And eventually, all of the registrations were lumped into just one case. I'm going to assume that, like most people, you're unfamiliar with trademark law. So it's important to point out that federal registration of a mark with the PTO is not mandatory. It's not required. What establishes your legal rights as the trademark owner is using the trademark in commerce and using it first when it comes to related goods and services. So we have always objected and continue to object to the way Bean is using our trademark. But Bean doesn't recognize this. In fact, I don't think he even respects the PTO at this point. Because his lawyers recently told our lawyer that Bean doesn't care if he loses the trademark litigation and the PTO grants us the registration. That he's just going to keep using it anyway, because it would be a difference of opinion for them. Our lawyer called me and said, I thought we were dealing with reasonable people, but I was wrong. <sighs> For some additional context, we are deep into litigation at this point, and that call apparently took place because Bean's lawyer wanted to confirm that we were really submitting around 20 witness testimonies in support of our ownership of the trademark. My understanding is that our lawyer then asked why they were still doing this, if they, if they can't win, and that's when Bean's lawyer said, they're going to continue to use our mark anyway. They don't care. 
Uh, I don't know why Bean's lawyer shared that, but what our lawyer explained to me was that the PTO registers the trademarks, but doesn't enforce them. So even if the PTO agrees with us and not Bean, they don't do anything if Bean continues to infringe on our trademark. To make him stop, we have to take other separate legal actions. I won't talk any more about that for now. I guess that'll be a future update. But until this happened, I assumed we were playing by a particular set of rules. If Bean somehow won, we rebrand. But if we won, Bean rebrands. But it looks like Bean doesn't agree and doesn't care. That's the current status of the case. But a lot has happened since our last update, and I regret not talking about this more often because now I think we may have been too quiet in the sake of uh, focusing on our mission and avoiding conflict. But we rely on the contributions of others, and this apparent disregard of a third-party, mediated solution to the trademark dispute will only continue to take up time and resources that we'd rather spend on our programs. The decision by them to ignore the PTO seems to fall in line with a lot of their other behaviors, and appears to be an active and deliberate attempt to silence and harm Geek Therapy's mission. So with that in mind, I want to be transparent about our experience during the last year and a half, with specific examples of how Bean and his lawyers have tried to undermine us, both in and out of court. At the end, I'll talk about what we're doing about it and how you can help. I'll try to be brief and avoid too many details, but if you want to know more, just ask. I'll be making many documents available, just like I did in, in 2019. Look, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm probably going to oversimplify things here, but I'm going to try to explain everything as I understand it. The way these trademark dispute cases work is that two parties have to prove that they either have the rights or that the other party doesn't have the rights. So far, the case looks something like this. First, We've provided evidence that Bean knew about our use prior to his registration. We've provided emails and direct messages between Bean and me. Plus, he followed us on social media and used the Geek Therapy Facebook group to recruit therapists for his book. Since he can't really deny that he knew, I think his lawyers are trying to focus their argument on invalidating everything Geek Therapy has done by saying that we've never done anything or done enough related to mental health psychology or education, and therefore... It doesn't matter if Bean knew about us or not, because it's unrelated to his trademark registration. I'll go back to that point in a second. Uh, We've also provided tons of evidence that we've used Geek Therapy as our trademark since 2011. While trademark law relies on who used it first, Bean's lawyers are arguing that, again, we've never done anything or done enough related to mental health, psychology, or education, and therefore, we don't really have any rights to the name. But somehow, Bean does. Here's what I mean. From an email... So you hear it in their own words. Quote, Mr. Cardona alleges other past educational uses of the mark, but we have not seen substantiation of those claims. Even if they were substantiated, the limited nature of that activity is insufficient to create common law rights. End quote. Side note, common law rights are what I was talking about before. Those are the rights you acquire by using a mark. The email also says, quote, we have not seen evidence that Mr. Cardona was using the mark to provide therapy sufficient enough to acquire common law trademark rights, end quote. Obviously, a central idea at play here is using geek culture as part of therapeutic practice. Our community is full of people who do that, and when I first did it in 2011, I called my way of doing it geek therapy, and this organization is built on that practice. It started with a website I published in 2011, and today, as a nonprofit, we're celebrating the 10th anniversary of the day that website went live, and it's the day we attribute to my first use of the mark. For the PTO to grant Bean a registration of Geek Therapy as his trademark, he would have to convince them that we have never done anything related to mental health, psychology, or education, or that what we've done is just not enough. 
I think you get the picture. In court, Bean's strategy is to discredit me and everything Geek Therapy has done. To discredit me, they've asked for a verification of my credentials and experience. They've also used something called a request for admissions to tell a very specific story. These are a bunch of statements written by Bean's lawyers that they want me to admit. Statements like, admit you are not licensed to provide mental health services. The wording there is key because it's in the present tense. They're not asking me to admit what I have done and for how long, because that wouldn't help them. Here, their argument seems to be that since I am not licensed today, everything I've ever done is void and somehow Bean is more deserving. In terms of the organization, they are ignoring the many licensed people who work with us, including some he's worked with, and that many of the mental health services provided every day are provided by non-licensed professionals. Also, apparently, another tactic is that if I weren't an American citizen, I guess I couldn't have any claims to a trademark. So even my citizenship has been questioned in the form of asking for a copy of my passport. I'm 37 years old, and I've never had someone ask for my papers. Until now. And you know those witnesses I mentioned before? Two days after we submitted their written testimonies, Bean's lawyers let us know that they'd be cross-examining all of them. So why do you cross-examine a witness? You do it to discredit them or their testimony. So 18 people have been subpoenaed. These are therapists and educators from our community, including Lana Taylor, Woody Harris, Jane Scarlett, and Ali Montu. And of those 18 of us being cross-examined over the next two weeks, 10 of us are people of color. So I'm really hoping they don't get mistreated for just speaking up. For the record, our lawyer refused to provide my passport and answered that request with a simple, quote, not relevant, unquote. But I still had to have a conversation with our lawyer about providing my identification to people who have spent almost two years telling me that what I've done over the past 10 years isn't real, didn't happen, doesn't count, is insufficient, or just isn't enough. This is one of the many moments that I've been very, very grateful for our lawyer, David Adler. Let me, let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, back in 2019, we ran a GoFundMe campaign to hire a lawyer to file the oppositions. We had just enough money to do that. So once that part was done, we had to end our contract with that lawyer. And from September 2019 to June 2020, so for about nine months, I technically acted as my own lawyer in the case. Fun fact, when you represent yourself in court, it's called pro se. Uh, thankfully, my situation changed in early 2020 when I moved to Chicago and a nonprofit organization here called Lawyers for the Creative Arts referred me to David Adler. David reviewed our case, got pissed, <laughs> said something along the lines of cases like these are the reason I became a lawyer in the first place and, and, <laughs> and got right to work. But David's the one who said, I thought we were dealing with reasonable people. He's awesome. And thankfully, he'll be present when each of us are cross-examined by Bean's lawyers. The experience of representing myself was horrible. I could spend days talking about how horrible it was, including how for hours I had to negotiate over the phone with Bean's lawyers. It's one thing to read on a piece of paper that someone doesn't believe that your accomplishments are sufficient enough to simply keep doing what you're doing. But imagine being told this over the phone repeatedly. I'll share more about that later. And in general, the effect that this has had on me uh, emotionally and um, mentally Again, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, but these conversations that I had with uh, Bean's lawyers were, were us trying to reach a settlement agreement, which, which never happened. They've actually proposed to settle the case out of court on multiple occasions. The first offer suggested that we remove the words mental health, psychology, and education from our registration so that Bean and I could each have a version of the trademark, but for different purposes. Again, had we agreed to that, after 10 years, we would suddenly need Bean's permission to refer to anything we do as geek therapy because it's all related to mental health, psychology, and education. 
Their most recent uh, settlement offer proposed that Bean would completely withdraw his application for geek therapy, as long as both parties agreed to not sue each other for using the term, quote, commensurate with their current respective uses, end quote, which basically means, here, take it. I don't want it anymore, but stop telling me I can't use it too. The wonderful David Adler responded by saying, quote, your proposed offer is unacceptable. I am somewhat surprised by its audacity, given the fact that Bean has no legitimate claim to any use of the words geek therapy or geek therapist, since he knew about Mr. Cardona's extensive use of these terms for years before his surreptitious attempt to get trademarks registered without Mr. Cardona noticing. The entire offer is rejected. Unquote. So this is what the court case has been like. I think that Bean's lawyers have changed their strategy a few different times, and I can tell you that when I dealt with them over the phone, it was all over the place. But basically, our lawyers are debating one thing with two completely different arguments and acting on a very different set of beliefs. Those different beliefs have also led to very different behaviors outside of the court case. A big part of trademark infringement relies on a concept called likelihood of confusion. Bean and his lawyers have argued that our two identical or almost identical sounding names and products are so different that no one would ever confuse them. I think that's ridiculous, but Bean seems to believe that so strongly that he keeps changing his brand and products in ways that make us seem more similar. Take a look at how his website, as of today, shares a very similar blue color and graphic illustration style as our website learn.geektherapy.com. It also looks to me like the site is appropriating our language and models. If you want to see how bad it is, you can see past versions of his website using the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine and compare it to ours. At this point, it feels like they're just trolling us. Here's some more examples. We have a blog on Psychology Today called Geek Therapy, and later he started his own blog on Psychology Today on the same site called Geek Therapy for Professionals. Months after we launched learn.geektherapy.com, I decided to purchase the domain name geektherapyacademy.com because it was branded as the Geek Therapy Academy. But Bean had already purchased geektherapyacademy.com and redirected it to his own website. That is explicitly trademark infringement, and I read that in some states it might even be illegal. For months, we were telling people to visit the Geek Therapy Academy and possibly sending them to Bean without us knowing. So we rebranded it to Geek Therapy U, and it, it was so explicitly hurting us and benefiting him that this was the first time we altered any plans we had in response to something he did. I think they've tried to argue that me doing things like launching our online learning site or publishing the Geek Therapy Playbook after they filed for a registration is somehow me infringing on them. Despite those things having been announced before, and in the case of the playbook, I told Bean about it in an email in 2017. I think it also meets the concept of reasonable expectation of expanding in trademark law. But you know, different beliefs. Okay. The whole reasonable expectation of expanding thing, I think, is more important than it might actually be, but but stay with me here. I'm going to share one final example of the kind of things going on outside the case that made me think that Bean either doesn't care about confusion at all, or is actually trying to confuse people. About two weeks ago, I saw a press release stating that Bean had partnered with a company and a great Twitch streamer and mental health advocate named Anxiety to make a kit which, quote, includes resources to understanding mental health, why streamers' own mental health is important, and how they can help viewers understand themselves. That sounds great to me. But the part about helping viewers understand themselves sounds a lot like our branding. And back in 2018, we sent a survey to content creators and streamers that helped us develop a few things, including the 
How to Talk About Mental Health with Your Audience course for content creators and streamers, which you can sign up for at learn.geektherapy.com. Their kit also includes an online course. On top of that, both Geek Therapy and Anxiety, the, the streamer in the press release, were members of the first cohort of Take This Ambassadors in 2018. Take This is a mental health nonprofit, and there are two blog posts on the Take This website that mention us and anxiety together as streamers. One is a blog post by Rafael Bacamazzo called Community Building Tips and the Community, and anxiety and art are both quoted in it. So if you search online, you'll find multiple combinations of the terms mental health, live streaming, resources, the streamer anxiety, and geek therapy, except that some pages will say Josue Cardona and others will mention Bean. I want to make a point here about how I'm quoted in that Take This article. I'm quoted as Josue Cardona, comma, Geek Therapy, because all of Geek Therapy and our entire stream team was the ambassador, not just me. But Geek Therapy is a brand that I've used since 2011. So whenever we talk about, you know, having received coverage and, you know, providing evidence that Geek Therapy was in the news, it mentions me, Josue Cardona, and Geek Therapy, right? It mentions both of them. But I've seen Bean start to refer to some of his work before 2019 as geek therapy retroactively. He's just conveniently rewriting history at this point. Again, I don't think they're even trying to avoid confusion at this point. And this streamer kit example is why I think that reasonable expectation of expanding is so relevant. Because, I mean, after all this about how we're so different, how come we keep ending up in the same place? And in this case, once again, we did it first. I can't wait to hear someone explain to me how these two situations are in no way similar. Have you ever seen the clip of Vanilla Ice explaining how Ice Ice Baby is not the same as Under Pressure? That's what this feels like sometimes. Seriously, one of Bean's latest actions, and and this happened in September 2020, was to rebrand from Geek Therapy Training to Geek Therapeutics. It's obviously still very similar. And he keeps using the term Geek Therapy everywhere, So that really didn't change anything regarding the infringement case. Actually, he filed a trademark for the new brand, uh, but under a different company. And his lawyers already included in that last settlement proposal that we not oppose his registration of that mark. Well, I believe Bean's use of the term Geek Therapeutics also infringes on our trademark, and we object to how he's using it, as it is so similar to Geek Therapy. (sighs) So I hope this gives you an idea of what we've been dealing with. As a nonprofit, our reputation is very important since we depend on the support and contributions of donors and volunteers. We never want to be confused with people that seem to be trying to undermine us and discredit us. People who are apparently asking members of our community to choose sides and people who, in my opinion, have harassed my friends and family. Like I said at the beginning, I think that we may have been too quiet in the sake of of focusing on our mission and avoiding conflict. I've tried so hard to avoid making anyone feel uncomfortable because I know I did it at least once at the start of this. And I mean, right at the beginning, when I reached out to someone who was working on projects with both of us, with Bean and us, and I asked them about the cease and desist letter. I didn't realize it at first, but I ended up making them very, very uncomfortable. And of course I did. I see that very clearly now because legal matters and court cases scare people. And for good reason. This is, this is horrible. So I've tried to avoid any conflict or making anyone feel uncomfortable. It's the number one reason why I didn't talk very much about this again until now. I was trying to prevent anyone in our community from feeling anything, anything at all, close to how I was feeling. 
So here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. So I want to talk to you about a book that really helped me understand what I was feeling at that time. It's called Crash Override by Zoe Quinn, the designer of Depression Quest, one of the games I talk about most often. The book is about online hate and harassment, and it was too relatable at times, especially regarding what happens when people try to ask for help. I felt that sense of relief you get when you realize you're not the only one, but then the sadness that comes from realizing so many people go through this every single day. My favorite part of the book is all the advice on how to protect yourself and not become a troll in the process. She says that staying quiet and not feeding the trolls is a terrible idea because they want to silence you. They want you to go away. And I really agree with that now because I think that only addressing this in court seems to have empowered Bean. So we're not staying quiet anymore. We will continue to protect our brand, like we did at a recent event in which Bean and Geek Therapy were both presenting. We issued statements clarifying that we are not the same group and that we object to their infringing use of our trademark. We'll keep doing this to distinguish ourselves and avoid confusion. This should make events and conventions very, very awkward, sure. But things are already awkward when two groups identify themselves with almost identical names in the same place, talking to the same people about the same things. I really hope it's clear that we have handled the situation very differently. We have never questioned or attempted to discredit the experience or education of Bean or anyone working with him. We don't tell people to avoid doing business with him because, hey, if you need CEs, I understand wanting to get some that don't sound boring. We're happy to recommend other places you can go to, but we also won't shame or judge anyone for doing business with him. We won't ask anyone to choose sides because how we see it, there are no sides. That divisiveness goes against what we've built and everyone is welcome in our spaces, even if you are a fan or a customer of Beans. I believe we're all just trying to geek out and do good. Although there are definitely exceptions for people who we think are like Bean actively trying to harm us. Like someone who recently promoted the sale of his own workshop with one of Bean's companies in our Facebook group. To be clear, we will never support, promote, or collaborate with Bean as long as he continues to infringe on our trademark. And any posts that promote his goods and services in our community spaces will be deleted. His profit is paying for lawyers fighting against us, so we're not doing that. Okay, now I want to make a request. I understand that there are different opinions. So if you disagree with us or Bean, and you really really feel the need to tell us, go for it. But please be respectful and please be kind. Let's not make this harder than it has to be. Try, please try not to offend or attack anyone. And if you see someone who seems to be attacking on our behalf, let us know and we will reach out and ask them to stop. I know we can't control what anyone does, but I'm hoping we can lead by example. And of course, if it happens in any of our community spaces, let our moderators know. And I know a lot of you want to help. And one way you have helped tremendously is by sharing material with me about what Bean is doing and saying. But please don't send anything to me directly. Because a surprise DM or email can just ruin my day. I'd rather brace myself and dive in when I'm ready. So instead, please send it to the email address tm at geektherapy.com. Or, since we're in a legal proceeding and anything you send could be requested by Bean's lawyers... You can submit information anonymously using the form at geektherapy.com slash TM and make sure to omit any identifying information. Another way you can help is by putting me in contact with organizations and attorneys who might be able to help us address this outside of the PTO case. I think we've got that part taken care of, but as you can see, it apparently won't end there. So to start wrapping up, I, I really appreciated how in Crash Override, Zoe talks about how she started helping other people protect themselves. 
And I'll be doing the same as much as I can when it comes to this type of infringement and appropriation. If you have any questions or concerns about trademarks, I'm happy to share what I've learned so far. I'm not a lawyer, but I can hopefully point you in a direction to get more answers. And of course, I can put you in touch with our lawyer. Or you can find David directly at adler-law.com. That's A-D-L-E-R hyphen L-A-W dot com. I've been talking to people for months, and I'm planning on giving some presentations on trademarks and how to protect yourself. Here's a preview. Never assume it won't happen to you. (sighs) Although I'm offering this in support of fostering a safer, more respectful community for all of us who do similar work, it probably falls a little outside of Geek Therapy's mission and programs, so I'll be taking this on personally for now. Which brings me to a big change for Geek Therapy moving forward. I've started putting things in place so that Geek Therapy is more self-sufficient, and that's what reliant on me. When I was in Puerto Rico during Hurricane Maria, and more recently during all of this, when I fell into a deep depression, a lot of Geek Therapy's programs were paused or delayed. If something happens to me again, I want Geek Therapy to be unaffected. 2020 was actually a really good year for us. The community is bigger than ever, and we got to present at more events than we have in years because we didn't need to travel. But some of the day-to-day stuff suffered. We still recorded GT Radio every week, and we even started broadcasting each episode live on Twitch, but I fell behind on publishing many, many times. I'm still catching up right now, and this, this episode will probably be late. Again, I'm working on avoiding this type of thing in the future with some structural changes, so hopefully in 2021, we'll be set up to avoid that. And I hope the best thing about this year will be that we throw a hell of a party celebrating our 10th anniversary. We're always working on new things, but this year we'll be revisiting 10 years of geek therapy. And thanks to this court case, we've already compiled our entire history, all of our accomplishments, and all of our hard work. And I can't wait to share it with everyone in a very different format than how we sent it to Bean's Lawyers. So yeah, I think that's it for this episode, and this officially marks the end of Season 6 of GT Radio. We'll take a few weeks off to get things ready for our 10th anniversary, and then we'll get right back to it. For more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.com. And be sure to visit our community spaces like the Geek Therapy community group on Facebook and the Geek Therapy Discord. Or follow us on social media. We're very easy to find. We're at Geek Therapy on all platforms. But watch out for imposters. I'm Oso Cardona. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back very soon.